Welcome to the SMB Community Podcast with your hosts, Amy Babinchek, James Kernan, Amy Luby, and Carl Palachuk. Produced by and for the Small Biz Thoughts Technology Community. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. Welcome to another SMB Community Podcast. This is Carl, and I'm joined today by James Kernan. Welcome, sir. Hey, hey, good to see you, Carl. Long time no see. Yeah, it's just the two of us today, which is cool. We can do that. We know stuff. <laughs> right. A little bit, a little bit. Right. <laughs> so uh, so what have you been up to these days, low these many days? I've been, uh, I've been busy. I've been busy. Uh, it's interesting. Um, There's just a lot of activity, a lot of events going on in the channel, a uh, lot of great things happening to the MSPs, a lot of people growing. You know, uh, Carl, I always talk to my mastermind peer group members on a weekly basis and, you know, all of them give me the thumbs up when I say, what, what's going on with your pipeline? Are you seeing more activity, more opportunities inside your current customer base, new accounts? And, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I don't know what where the news is coming up with all the negativity, but uh, I'm hearing all good things uh, out there. So, yeah, I've been busy with uh, coaching clients one on one and and with events and so forth. So how about you? Well, I have to say on the negative negativity side, I just posted on Facebook this morning a, a chart of the NASDAQ so far this year. So it's a yeah. little over 20%, almost 25%. So, um, but the news is it's down today. Like, oh, okay, whatever. Uh, <laughs> in terms of my personal life, I finished the online conference, which we do every three years. And uh it really did kick my butt. I have to say at the end of the first day, you know, it's like sitting in a chair and and doing um, uh, airline traffic control for seven hours. And, uh, you know, I was just drained and uh, I practically fell asleep in the hot tub at 8.30 at night. So I'm like, okay, all right. I, I should probably actually go to my bed before I fall asleep and die. So, <laughs> uh, but I'm uh, I'm recovered now and, and things are moving in the right direction, headed to Channel Pro at the beginning of June, uh, the 7th and 8th, I think, uh, for Channel Pro Conference in San Jose. So that'll be fun. And with luck, I'll get to see a couple of my uh, outsource employees who live in the area. So that cool. is what I'm up to. Um, cool. Our five minutes for the smart person today, our smart person is Brian Hoppy, and he's a business coach. He he ran an MSP and he, uh, you know, took all your advice, took all my advice and turned it into um, a, a roaring business. And then he sold that. And so uh, now he's out there helping other people to be successful as well. So uh, just five minutes with Brian Hoppy. Hi, this is Carl, and I'm here with Brian Hoppy of Brian Hoppy Coaching, uh, and let's do five minutes with the smart guys. So, welcome. Let's do it. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, smart guy. So, tell me, who is Brian Hoppy, and what kind of coaching do you do? Well, Brian Hoppy is a uh, former MSP. Um, I, I sold my business back in 2021. Um, worked for the buyer for a while. And yeah, now I am an executive coach for MSPs. Um, and I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. Uh, 
generally specifically with the the CEO or owner of the company. Um, and really, it is a it's it's a leadership leadership coaching, uh, and and it really focuses on whatever is <laughs> the most important thing for the business owner um, at that time. So that could be um, it could be you know agreements. It could be uh, I need to you know I need to become a better leader. I need to. Uh, adjust the way I interact with my team. Uh, my I need to uh, build a leadership team. You know, it's really what 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 are the what are the most important issues that are that are going on in the business right now, and how can I help to um, to to facilitate those things? Use my experience uh, that I've that I've gained from years of running an MFP, and um, and hopefully help others as much as I possibly can. Very good. So, what's the size of company that is probably best suited for you? Well. It's a great question. Um, I actually currently have clients anywhere from one <laughs> uh, employee themselves um, all the way up to about uh, 40 or 50 employees. Um, so it really depends on, it's really more about the individual. Um, are they um, interested in one-on-one in -on -one, uh, coaching? Are they open to change? Are they open to learning? <laughs> do, they, um, do, they, do they want to grow uh, personally, professionally? Um, and, and so it's really less about the size of the company and more about the, uh, I would say, the orientation of the owner uh, towards, towards growth. Right. Well, I think most people, when they go to coaching, they know they have problems. And, right. <laughs> and there's usually no confusion about what the problems are, <laughs> how uh -huh. they got there, you know, uh, and so forth. And a lot of times I find they also know what the answer is. Like they... They know what the fix is. And you're like, mm -hmm. okay, so you know what the problem is and you know what the fix is. Why are we here today? You know? <laughs> yes, sir. That is absolutely correct. And yes, so a lot of it becomes about, uh, okay, what's, for some reason, you know the problem, you know the answer, but we're, but we're staying in this spot. So how is it serving you to stay where you're at? <laughs> and so sometimes it's just, how do how do we uh, find the right questions to unlock something that's gonna that's gonna hopefully uh, you know inspire them to change? How can I ask the best questions as a as a coach to you know help them dive into their potential and and kind of you know build that bridge between where we're at today and where we want to go um, as a leader um, as an owner? So yeah, hundred percent. With your recent experience in uh, the M&A world, uh, do you do coaching along uh, helping people to sell their businesses or buy other businesses or anything like that? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely can do that. Um, and uh, have definitely learned a lot of the keys uh, <laughs> of, you know, the right, uh, you know, the, the, the right way to go about increasing valuation, uh, the right way to have uh, conversations with um whoever the, the buyers may be, whether that's private equity or, uh, you know, or just, or another MSP partner uh, or a, a peer, the, those kind of things. So a lot of experience with, uh, with those conversations, uh, both on the buy side and the sell side um, as well. So yeah, for sure can have those, uh, those kind of conversations and, and help people uh, along that journey um, specifically. And Hey, how do, how can I, how can I get the most uh, bang for my buck if I'm interested in exiting? Right. As well. Exactly. Yeah. So um, yeah. how do folks get started? How do they get started? Well, my website, um, brianhoppe.com. So it's B-R-I-A-N-H-O-P-P-E.com. Um, and you can learn a little bit more about me there. There's a place where you can book a discovery call. And that's kind of the first step. We do a 45 minute discovery call and actually dive in and 
you know, we uh, come with a come with an issue that you that you've been, that you're stuck on, and and let's let's dig oh, into a juicy issue and see if we can't solve it right on the spot. Not just marketing. Like, you know, the, the, the original call is like, actually, like, I got this, this employee, blah, 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 right? That kind of oh, stuff. Oh, why not? You know, like, the, that's the, you know, let's, let's show the power of coaching uh, right off the bat. <laughs> no need to wait, right? <laughs> exactly. So brianhoppy.com. And um, uh, do you normally start out with like a SWOT analysis or, you know, how to, what can somebody expect if they were to engage with you? Um, you know, at the at the outset, it's really it really depends on what what the needs are of the owner, right? So, um, if if we if I can kind of see, hey, this business is it's pretty healthy business. We're you know, uh, kind of cranking. We're doing well on EBITDA and, and all of those all those kind of things. And maybe the desire is more to focus on um, you know the owner um, rather than you know digging into some you know some of those uh, areas of the business. So. So yeah, I mean, it's, it all starts with the conversation and and what uh, what what are the priorities um, of the of the owner or the CEO that that we're talking to at the time and yeah, absolutely, it could it could go into a SWOT analysis that kind of a thing, but um, uh, but either way, we do you know I do have kind of a welcome packet that just kind of helps them walk through all of that kind of stuff and say okay, here's what here's what I want to change, but that I haven't changed, <laughs> you know, um, those kind of things. So definitely uh, some assessment in there. And then, and then we go forward with what's best for the business. So it sounds like it's a very personalized coaching. It's not like I got a package. Here's, here's the bundle. We're going to go, you know, these three steps, then these three steps, then these three steps, and you got it all planned out for six months or. (laughs) That is correct. Yes, it is very personalized. Um, And yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put you through a program. Um, We're, we're going to, we're going to figure out exactly what you need and what brings you the most value um, as as the MSP owner. Very good. Well, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Carl. Now is the time to join the Small Biz Thoughts technology community. Check us out at smallbizthoughts.org. There is no better value for training and education in managed services. Forms, templates, and checklists are just the start. Our community includes all of the best-selling books on managed services in all available formats, plus free five-week courses, members-only programs, and the best business training available to managed service providers anywhere. Prices go up July 1st. Join now and you can lock in the lower price for life. See all the details and join us today at smallbizthoughts.org. Yeah, so here's a question. Does the Netflix crackdown on password sharing affect you? Because it's coming to the U.S. It's been in other countries. Now they're bringing it to the U.S. You share your network uh, password with 23 of your best friends? <laughs> Just a couple family members. And uh, as a matter of fact, I, I saw that last night. Are they outside your household? They are outside my household, yes. Uh, so they're in different homes, but in the area. And uh, 
you know, it used to be one of the cool features of, of Netflix. It was a, a gray, fuzzy area, but now it's pretty clear they want to bill individual households. So uh, it's, what, only $7.99 a month. But it's, uh, yeah, for the first time, it popped up on my screen to log in. You know, uh, they're tracking your location and uh, needed to do two-factor authentication. And it's like, okay. Uh, so it, it happened to them as well. So I just saw that yesterday. Ah, that's interesting. So um, my daughter keeps asking me, do you, uh, do I want her password and this and that? And I'm just like, uh, you know, for whatever it is, $10 a month, I just don't care. And, you know, you can add the extra household for something like $8 a month. So it's not, yeah. it's, it's not like they're ripping you off, you know? Right. I agree. I agree. I think in those small amounts, uh, you know, I... I give $10 a month to pretty much any charity that asks for it. So, you know, I, I'd be happy to spend $10 a month on something that actually brings me a wide variety of entertainment. So, yeah, yeah, I, I think that that's the right thing to do is just get the additional accounts, pay for it, uh, and then nobody will feel weird about it. But it was interesting because we've seen it in the headlines. And now all of a sudden it is reality. I saw it last night on the net screen, you know, on the Netflix screen. So, so I'll have to look. I uh, I normally either do, you know, I only do like an hour a day, but it's either Netflix or HBO. And if I get on an HBO jag, then I don't even look at Netflix for, you know, a week, maybe. <laughs> so yeah. I'm not sure the last time I checked in uh, the way the way I do it, I only pay for those two. And then um, uh, when I go back to the other one with luck, there's some new programs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, very cool. All right. Well, uh, we would love to hear your comments. So if you have any comments or questions, please go to our website at um, smbcommunitypodcast.com. And, uh, you know, there's a form you can fill out. You can even record some audio. And uh, if you're not too insulting of me personally, uh, then um, we might put it on the show. So, you know, be, you can join <laughs> us right here. Um, other bit of news, which I think is kind of funny. I, I put the the research link in our um, show notes, but managed service market is expected to be, it's currently about 205 billion worldwide. Now that includes major corporations outsourcing stuff. So it's sort of a generic version of managed services, um, but it does break it down into the SMB or SME market uh, and the larger market. But anyway, the, the, I thought part that I thought was funny is that they're projecting that it will grow to 594.8 billion by 20, 2031. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, this is just a like pick something out of the air and and you know stick it on the wall. Uh, why wouldn't you just say 595 billion? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So anyway, there are some interesting stats in the research. And, um, you know, I, again, the, the sort of broad definition of managed services. I, I really want this industry to prefer IT service provider, which is more, in, you know, inclusive of everything. Because um, managed services, I think, should be reserved for people who sign contracts and take ownership of their clients' networks and are responsible for them and mm -hmm. can be held responsible for them. And mm -hmm. um, there's nothing wrong with a break-fix model or doing only project labor, 
but that is not managed services and you should not call it that in my opinion yeah i agree 100 percent. good point so um it is interesting because they also uh you know they include all kinds of other stuff besides just network support um and uh you know obviously uh North America has the highest saturation of managed services, but it is, in fact, all over the place. Anyway, there's a lot of cool stats there, so I recommend that folks go look at this report. It is on alliedmarketresearch.com, and uh, we will have a link in the show notes. So with that, James, do you want to you give us the question of the day? Yeah, the question, the question of the day is a good one. What is more important? people or process so people or process and that's a that's an interesting one uh again we can go on for days about this but carl i'd love to hear your take on that first well that is a really hard one because <laughs> on one hand you absolutely have to have processes and procedures and in fact you do have processes and procedures whether you've documented them or not True. Um, but if you have horrible people, <laughs> they don't follow your process and they don't um, treat your clients well. And even if they follow your process, they do it begrudgingly. Um, you know, you've you've talked to customer service people who they one on one are nice to you, but they are they grumble about their employer. Oh, I have to ask you these stupid questions. Do you mind? It's like. <laughs> Uh, no, I guess I don't mind. <laughs> so it, that is really tough. I I don't know. I, I in the in the biggest picture, if I absolutely you know gun to my head, I would say processes for the primary oh. reason that you cannot control people, but you can control your process. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, I can find people who will follow my process, but yep. I don't want to in any way diminish the fact that I think people are extraordinarily important. Yep. I, I think McDonald's would agree with you 100%. <laughs> I just saw an article this morning where uh, it was all kiosks and no people anymore at one of their facilities. So, you know, I I will respectfully have a different opinion. And I, I would say people, but let me first go back a second and kind of put things in context. It To me, people versus process, they're both obviously important. We all know that. I think it has everything to do with what industry you're in and what size of your organization, how mature you are. Okay. And I think Carl, our, our swimming pool, our community really is traditionally the MSPs, right? And most MSPs, 50% of them are five or less employees. So let's just say, you know, anywhere from one to 50 employee MSPs, you know, relatively small. I've always said we're in the people business. So my answer to that would be people. And, and based on the, the industry and based on the level of maturity in your business, it's the people that create the processes uh, it's the people that talk to the clients, uh, that resolve their issues. Uh, but uh, I think as your business matures and grows and scales, you know, process ultimately becomes more important. So that's that's how I would answer that. But yeah, that's a tricky one. <laughs> it, it is tough because when I look at my business, if I didn't have the people I have, 
right now. And if I didn't have the people I had five years ago and 10 years ago, I literally wouldn't be where I am, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the, the nature of my business is portrayed to the world by how people are treated when they contact my employees. When they see how we work, they see the product that we put out, they see everything, right? So that's why I say I just, I can't minimize the human factor in any way. And in fact, I go to great lengths to try to hire only spectacular people, um, nurture them a little bit, see where they grow, and then help them grow in certain ways that they maybe had not expected or I hadn't had in the job description at the time, right? So, yeah. you know, it's a very, um, you know, we're, we're, we're full of processes. Like, there's no question my company is run by processes and procedures. Um, right. But at the same time, there's a culture element that is above all of it. You know, if you were to say, mm -hmm. uh, you know, instead of two options, give it three, mission, vision, values, and culture uh, are more important than the other two. And maybe if I could say people and processes are equal underneath that. <laughs> sure, sure. I'll cheat. Yeah, I'll, I'll make up my own rules. That's a good That's a good spin on it. You said something really important as well, even if the processes are in your head, because everybody has them. Uh, most people don't have a good way of documenting them, but you know you want documented procedures, and you also want to automate as many of those as you can, right? We've got so many great tools in our industry uh, for people, and make sure those tools are automated and, and talking to each other uh, to to remove as much of the human element as you can. But I think that's an important point. Well, and and I would I would so now let me respectfully disagree with you. <laughs> so. so yeah, I, I want automation to a certain degree, but I also think you need to have one eye firmly on the client experience or the end user experience. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm writing a book on customer service, right? So I'm particularly focused into where automation goes sideways because mm -hmm. automation can remove too much of the people. And I'm glad you mentioned the McDonald's example. I don't like going to McDonald's and punching things onto a, a screen covered with God knows what from the last person's fingerprints, right? <laughs> and um, I, I just, I want the human interaction. You know, at the grocery store, I always go to a line with a person in it, even if I have to wait for three people, because I want to have that two-minute conversation with a human being, and I don't want to go run through the self-checkout and be done with it. That's just me. But I want that human interaction. And are you are you sure? Are you sure you go to the checker, the live person, because you don't have alcohol? Well, and you don't want to wait I, that at the kiosk. Be a factor, but only ninety percent <laughs> of the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's a, that's a good point. I, I prefer the human element as well. Absolutely. I guess my point was back more at the the software tools that we use in our business. Um, we want to automate workflows, escalation paths, um, and then like data and like redundant keystrokes of, you know, you type in a new contact record, you send an email to them, they raise their hand, it's a lead, and you got to retype it into your CRM. And, oh, I want to quote, I'm going to retype in the same info into my quote module. Oh, they want to order it. Now I got to retype in the sales order. Right. That that's kind of stuff uh, that I even see really. It's one of the things I try to work on with my clients is automating 
in, in having the tools talk to each other to remove those redundant keystrokes, uh, you know, where and when you can. But yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I just think you have to ask the fundamental question, does, is this automation good for me or good for the client or good for mm -hmm. both of us, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And uh, there, there's some automations like, you know, all the PSAs now that you could, as soon as you close a ticket, they can send out a question, hey, how is your service? Can you rate us right now? And 99% of the time, people don't fill those out. And they you are training them to get in the habit that uh, they're dealing with the machine and not a human being. And that they can ignore your email because it's probably one of those stupid questionnaires about whether or not they like the service they got, right? So you you yeah. do have to keep an eye on your automations and make sure that it is serving you and serving the client. So that's yeah. just my opinion. <laughs> yeah, very good, very good. So like uh, again, we want your feedback. What do you think? Uh, people versus process. Some of you have avoided having employees for 10, 15, 20 years <laughs> because you don't want to deal with managing people. And so my suspicion is that you also uh, rely very heavily on your processes, but you may not have them documented. So, you know, mm -hmm. how, how can you hire me to come in and help you uh, on a bigger job if you don't have your processes documented? You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Very cool. So what's up next for, for Mr. James? So I am gearing up. Uh, we're about four weeks out from the Mastermind event in Denver, June 29th and 30th. So uh, finalizing the, the, the speakers, uh, finalizing the agenda, all the food and, and fun stuff. We've got a Colorado Rockies baseball game that Friday night, right at the conclusion of the two-day conference. Wow. So, Pretty excited about that. Yeah, downtown Denver, if you've not experienced the downtown nightlife, wow, what a what a fun city that is. And uh, I think it's the finale baseball game, meaning uh, it's the fireworks display. So, you know, June 29th, June 30th, it's the June 30th game. It's, you know, they're celebrating the 4th of July because uh, that's, they must be away that next week. So, uh, yeah, that'll be a fun event. Very cool. So, um, uh what are the dates for your event? June 29th, June 30th in Denver, Colorado. We uh, we do broadcast as well remotely. If anybody wants to listen in on any of the sessions, once you register, you'll get a copy of the agenda and the link to Zoom. But, uh, you know, like we were just saying, I like the people element. So we always prefer people to come in person. That's where the majority of the people will be. So hope to see you there. Very good. And uh, give us your website just for fun. Uh, KernanConsulting.com, K-E-R-N-A-N Consulting.com. So that we'll put that in the show notes as well. Um, I am gearing up to be at ChannelCon at the beginning of August. So I know it's early, but if you want to go to ChannelCon and you don't have $1,200 sitting around burning a hole in your pocket, um, you can get in for free if you use the code SBSmallBizThoughts23. So S-B-S-M-A-L-L-B-I-Z 
thoughts 23 um, and we'll put that in the show notes as well as well as a link to the channel con registration um, I've got a booth there we're going to be giving away a classic old robot um, and uh, just kind of having some some fun in our booth there so I would love to see you all at CompTIA's channel con August 123 in lost wages are you going to be wearing your yellow tie Carl I will have my tie with me. I was trying to decide whether to put the tie on the robot in the graphic on the sign. So that decision has not yet been made. And uh, you know, this is the other benefit of having staff. It may not be my decision. <laughs> yeah, I'm frequently outvoted by my staff because I uh, I uh, exceed uh, the limits of what is reasonable. Awesome. Very good. Well, that will do it for this SMB Community Podcast. We appreciate your listening. And please, if you like it, give it a thumbs up, share it with your friends, subscribe so that you don't miss a show. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the SMB Community Podcast. If you found this useful, interesting, or fun, please subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a thumbs up on your favorite social media. Please check out the show notes at smbcommunitypodcast.com and give us your feedback. Thank you.